Blog Talk Radio. Somebody out there got a dream. Somebody out there got a dream. Welcome to the Ryan and Brian Show. I am your host, Ryan Green. We are here another week, another show. Hey, it's me, Brian Johnson. <laughs> I didn't know that was that was my my uh, entree into my introduction, man. <laughs> you pushed it up on years. Two years, man. Two years, and you still don't know that you come in right after I finish saying my name. Come on, man. Get your mind right. It's a Ryan and Brian show. So what comes at the Ryan? Brian. Let's try it again. It's the Ryan and Brian show. I'm your host, Ryan Green. And I'm Brian Johnson. Hey, what's going on, man? You know, the thing I like about the change of day for our show is on hump day, man, we're like like a pit stop. Between the the beginning of the week and the end of the week for people, man. So we we like give them like a launching point for the for the end of the week. So so I'm glad to be on the radio with you, man. How are you doing? Good. I, I'm good, man. You got me a little concerned, man. You got me a little concerned because uh, I uh, I'm not sure where your head is right now tonight. But we gonna <laughs> well, you, well, you we know, know where you know where my head is, man. My my team about a, a good 15 minutes ago lost in a in a major upset in basketball, so that's kind of uh, that's kind of tough. That that's that, I'm still hurting. I'm still hurting a little bit, but I'm but I'm gonna get over it, man. I'm I'm gonna fight through like yeah, Jordan yeah. In, in Game Six and uh, <laughs> go ahead and, <laughs> and do this. That was that was that genuine song. I know that you don't even know what Game Six that was. You didn't know that song, genuine. Yeah, I did. Oh, I didn't know the genuine song, but I but I knew it. Oh no, actually his his lyric was fourth quarter in '92 or something like that. Anyway. Oh okay, yeah. But you know, I know that's your boy. You love some genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like his music. I think he, I think he's very slept on, and I don't understand why he never blew up. But hey, that's me. He blew up what two songs? No, but, he, um, you know, I'm talking about like Usher, Chris Brown blew up. That cat should have been like that status. Uh, but yeah, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah you know. But uh, one thing though, I saw Indiana lost too. So, I mean, the Big Ten basketball is like y'all kind of dominated all year, and then all of a sudden everyone kind of fell off at the end. So no, we're, 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 we're kind of beating up on each other. That's really what it is. It's, it's yeah, Big I mean, Ten well, beating up on Big Ten. That's probably what happened, you know. But they, they say you know, that's going to make for an exciting uh, tournament. <laughs> you know, I don't really watch college basketball until the tournament time comes anyway. Right. So I guess we're going to actually, you know, speaking of which, I guess the time to start getting ready for our R&D bracket, um, the tournament bracket that we do every year. So I forgot who won last year. I want to say Kelly Moody won that last year, but I'm not sure. You know, it was it was a woman, man. You know, women women have to. You know, I, I want to see like I want to see like stats. I want to see I want to see some stats <laughs> to see how often women win brackets and or uh, fantasy football. It's just like yeah. you know, and I don't, and I'm not going to even insult them by saying what I what I think it is, but you know, they do the thing. You know, I'm not I don't think people know that was that was Brian talking, not Ryan. So I know what you're thinking, and that was offensive. I'm telling you, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Oh, <laughs> But now that I think about it, though, actually, I think your cousin, Darren, won our um, bracket last year because uh, Louisville won the national championship. I know he picked them to go all the way. So I think Darren might have actually won the thing last year. Um, but well, I don't know. well, woman model, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know he's not listening, so I'll get away with that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's wrong. You said women or men who dress in women's clothes. That is not right. You're not going to hear that. <laughs> Man, you are uh, uh, raw and uncut tonight. <laughs> so, but uh, let me give the number those who uh, want to listen. Uh, call in 646-652-2647. 646-652-2647 is the number to dial in. When you call in, if you want to be on the air, make a comment or ask a question, 
uh, that number is, uh, you want to press number one. And then if you're just listening, go ahead and press number two, and we'll get you straight. But uh, definitely call in, tell a friend. <laughs> also, the website, www.blogtalkradio.com slash show. So if you haven't already uh, logged on or you want to go ahead and post that on your Facebook or Twitter and have uh, someone, you know, share the word. That's what we like to do, man. We, we've been trying to grow this thing. We need to help share the word. And we also uh, interact with shows. We broadcast live on the air. We also are uh, chatting it up in our Facebook group. And, uh, you know, that's what we do. So, you know, having fun with that. So I said, man, it's snowing over there in uh, Michigan, isn't it? And I saw some pictures of you and your girls out there playing. It's like y'all have about four or five feet of snow over there in Michigan. <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it, we, we got a nice little wintry mix. You know, it, it, I was talking to somebody today. I hated snow until I had kids, and I could actually see the look on their face when they're playing out in the snow. It's like something about bubbles and snow with kids that, you know, <laughs> you, you can't go wrong. <laughs> 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 you ever seen a kid with bubbles, man? It's like magic. Oh, yeah. Bubbles is like magic Absolutely. in a bottle. And then they drop the bubbles and they act like they, you know, <laughs> you stepped on their dog or something when they drop the bottle of bubbles. <laughs> right, right. It's like uh, that. You never, you never seen a kid cry until they drop their bottle of bubbles. <laughs> I've been there, but um, yeah, man. I, I was asking because you know we keep over here in Maryland, we keep getting um, the, the threats of snow. We they keep telling us it's going to, uh, you know, it might snow, and we get these wintry mixes. Or we get, uh, you know, the, the the cold air and the wind, but we haven't gotten the snow yet, and it's uh, it's March now, man. So I'm I'm kind of done with that. I don't really need any more snow now. So you know, it had its chance. I'm ready for spring. So, um, you know, hey, we 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 seem to miss out. I don't think the kids they missed one day of school because of uh, ice. You know, it was supposed to happen, but over in Baltimore, that um, you know, PD County area, we haven't really had any any snow to uh, affect anything. So. Anyway, so uh, let's see what else is going on, man, because you know it's the fourth week, you know, uh, and the number one, we like to do our pro bono. We got a lot of, uh, a couple of things we want to talk about with our resident Legal Eagle. We also have, uh, from there we have a special guest as well, a new filmmaker we're going to talk to, um, calling as well. So i tell you what, without further ado, let's go ahead and go to the line, let's go ahead and bring on Attorney D. Van Johnson III. Van, welcome to the show. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. How are you? Doing well, Van. How how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. So what's going on? You guys just survived. We're talking about snow right before we got you on the uh, air, Van. But um, you guys just survived a huge uh, blizzard. What was it a week ago, a week and a half ago? Yes, I'm late. (laughs) <laughs> it's, mostly, it's mostly melting now. We've been getting a lot of rain, so it's mostly gone now, thankfully. Okay. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. So I'll tell you what, man. Every every month we like to bring you on here and uh, because we want to have a legal segment. And, and kind of just, we have you on here because we don't, you can't necessarily give us legal advice uh, simply because, you know, you're in Massachusetts, so obviously the law is different in every state. But we just kind of, kind of get, I like to get. Uh, legal perspective on some things that just don't seem to even make sense to us or some questions that people have. And there's uh, three things we want to talk to you about today, man, that, that uh, we've seen in the news within the last month. And just kind of, you know, as, as laymen, we discuss these things in the group. And you always come in with the, the legal perspective, you know, the, the perspective of, hey, guys, think about this. So, man, we kind of wanted to bring those things, uh, you know, out to the forefront, kind of talk about some things with you. And the first thing we want to talk about is um, the and Brian, you know what you you can tell probably set this one up better about about uh, the guy in Michigan who had the baby with the married lady. Tell us about that story. Right. And then, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, no problem. So Van, uh, this this is a topic that I know uh, in the group you and I had had um, divergent opinions on, but basically uh, you have a a man from Michigan. There's there's a, there's a law. Well, so the man is from Michigan, and he's basically dating this uh, woman for four years. Uh, he knows that she's married, but. Uh, but she tells them it's just kind of like an arrangement. They're not happy, uh, that type of thing. Uh, they go on on trips. You know, they, he has he has pictures uh, with 
you know, out in the Bahamas and, and pictures with her family, uh, you know, her parents and, and even her uh, her husband. So, you know, he's thinking that, hey, this is just uh, one of these kind of new types of relationships. The husband is okay with it and all that. So they end up conceiving a child. The uh you know the 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 man goes through the nine months and and you know he's so happy to have a kid and then finally the child is born he goes to the uh to the hospital and the husband his girlfriend's husband is there and so long story short baby's born and the the husband and and his girlfriend now say that they want to raise the child and they don't want him to have anything to do with the kid or, or at least not much to do with it or, or a very casual relationship. Uh, the the man actually gets upset and he's like, hey, I don't want that to happen, but he finds out that this Michigan law actually says if a man conceives a child with a married woman, then the the woman has full parental rights and can, you know, make any type of uh, of can make any type of decision for that child regardless of what the child's father actually uh wants to do. So when I heard when I saw this the piece, I could not believe it. You know, we talk about the right to bear arms and all these other rights, but it's like to me, your parental right is one that that you know should be self-explanatory, but in this case it obviously wasn't. So, can you talk to us about I know you've seen a little bit about the law, but but you had a different perspective where I said that it, that you know it was it defied common sense. You felt like it wasn't such a bad law. Can you tell us about it? Well, I, I think I mean I guess uh, kind of where I would start with it, when I read it, it sounded like the, the the prevailing law in Michigan um, before that statute was passed um, said or established that if you know in that situation where a woman who's married, um, and if there's a child conceived um, by, you know, another by a paramour, by 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 another man, um, that that man automatically had no parental rights. So it sounded like the, the state, the state of the law in Michigan before that law was enacted, that he would have had no parental rights whatsoever. But when the law was passed, it sounded like, and again, this is just from from my reading from that article, uh, it sounded like what the the intent of the law, the of the legislature was to provide. Uh, for parental rights or for someone to establish parental rights in the case where he did not know that she was married, which, you know, again, seems logical to me. If someone, if you don't know that a woman's married and you, and there's a child conceived, that you should be able to petition the court for some, for your legal rights. Um, now, I think where, where you and I just, where we would, we would disagree is you, you see the law as patently um, not, you know, um, not consistent with common sense, whereas I kind of see it along a continuum. And that's, I mean, there's, I think we can, I think reasonable people can disagree about um, the right way to handle things, but there's always a continuum. And you've got 50 states, 51 legislatures in the country, and they all, you know, on those things that they all have to deal with, a lot of those 50 states come down on different sides and different ways to approach it. And I just thought that the way that Michigan approached it seems to be a reasonable way to approach it. And again, I think it's, it's, when you think about the competing interests that you should have to consider, and you know, well, there's the interest of of the of the of the husband who's married to a woman who's conceived this child out of you know outside of wedlock. There's the interest of the mother. There's the interest of this of this man who's outside of the marriage, and it's obviously the interest of the child. And that's what legislatures do. They balance all those interests and come up with, I think, a framework um, for for dealing with these things. And I just think that I just think that's a reasonable way to deal with it. It may not be the best way. It may not be the way anybody everybody agrees with, but I think it's a reasonable way to deal with it. Now, now you're, I'm over here uh, smiling and, and halfway laughing <laughs> because you because you used the, uh, one of your, uh, your your legal legal terms <laughs> on me, which is reasonable. <laughs> right. So, right. You know, and, and and you know, people people say that that what's legal doesn't always make sense or what what's legal isn't always right. Common sense, yeah, yeah. Common sense and, is not always legal something like that. Right. Well, exactly. Well let's I mean well let's let me just let me just flesh it out for you in a way. I w if I was a legislator and I was going through that process of, you know, what makes sense to me, why would I come to the to the conclusion that it makes sense to put it in the hands of the mother to decide which one of these two men is going to raise the child as a father. And that's why I asked the question. I said, you know, I asked the question in the group is you know, in, under what circumstances do you think the woman would choose 
for the father, her husband, who's not the biological father, to be the one to raise the child. And for me, I think, you know, if, if I'm sitting there trying to balance all these things, I say, well, it's m- most likely going to be in the situation where that man who's the husband has said, I want to raise this child, I want to remain married, I want to maintain our union, and even though I'm not the father of the child, I'm not the biological father, I want to raise that child as my own. And at that point, it becomes if Michigan says we want to protect, and I know this is going to, this is going to send us some signals, but if Michigan says we want to protect that institution of marriage, we want to maintain that marriage and maintain that family unit, well, then it's only logical that she would get the option to say, I want my husband to raise the child. And I understand that that certainly cuts off the parental rights of the person who's outside of the, outside of the marriage, but one kind of has to ask themselves, who is the, you know, who's the, you know, I don't want to use innocence and guilt, but who's the, who is the most innocent party in this whole situation? And it seems to me that it would have to be the husband. Um, and now in this particular case, that's not necessarily the case, but if you're cr- trying to craft a statute, I think it's difficult to craft, craft a statute that's going to cover all circumstances. And I think generally what you're trying to do is kind of get to this rough justice where we do the best we can with the statute and then, you know, and hope <laughs> That, uh, that it works for all situations, but maybe in this situation it didn't work. Man, here's the question that uh, most of us also had is that uh, how, does, how do you uh, flip that law? What if it were was the man who was married, his jump off, is the one who got pregnant? Uh, the man doesn't seem to have that same right. So you have the um, the other woman who is, who is uh, having a baby, but if the husband now decides, you know what, I want to raise this my uh, my wife. That doesn't seem like that's even an option. Um, what, what's your take on that from a legal perspective? Well, I guess I'm I'm not. Maybe you could set it up for me again. This is this will be a situation where where the husband. I mean, you you set it up for me again if you wouldn't mind. It's the same exact situation here, except for that the hus the man is the married one, and the woman who's now having the baby, she's the one cheating with the married man. So. In the same situation, except for the lady is not the married one, but the husband, you know, the, the man she was cheating, she was the one cheating with the married man. So right. the married man and his wife now decide, you know what, um, you know, according to the law, he still doesn't have a right in that because the lady who had she had the baby, um, but you know, it, on the flip side, it doesn't make any sense. How can it can be something that's so, uh, you know, uh, I guess. Right, so basically, it, it, it seems like it's biased towards women in that case because, uh, because in that in that situation, if they want to protect the institution of marriage, or and or they feel like it's in the best interest of the child to grow up in a married household, then uh, then the the man who's married would have that married household in that situation. Right, and I, and I think and I think kind of the law as why as I understand it, kind of. There's, there's an indication of how the legislature would have thought about that, in that they indicate that if, if the man did not know that the woman was married, he can petition for his parental rights. So right. it says if it, if he says if he come if you come into this with clean hands, you didn't know the situation. Well, then you get to petition the court for your rights, and whether it's whether you wanted sole custody, whether you wanted shared custody, it sounds as if you'd have that right. But once when you add the element of knowing that the, that the woman is married. That seems to be the tipping point where the legislature says, you know, it's. it's, it's, it's you didn't know the situation. Well, then you get the petition to the court for your right, and whether it's whether. I'm. Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't hear that. I don't know if that was you, Ryan, or Brian, but I couldn't hear that. It, I, that sounded like you, man. <laughs> oh. I thought that was you. We might be having technical difficulties. Oh. But well, okay. Well, well, I think I think. Uh, I, so what you were basically saying, Van, is that um, that, and you said correctly that if the man didn't know, um, didn't did not know that the woman was married, then you know he'd have full parental right. But in this case, the uh, the man did know that she was married, so she wouldn't. So he doesn't have full parental right, and that and that's that is the case because uh, the piece that I left out is. In Michigan, um, a man that sleeps with or conceives a child with a married woman actually has committed a felony under that law as well. So part of it was that as as someone that's committed a felony, they didn't um, he doesn't get the the opportunity to um, or his his parental right is waived. So, mm-hmm. so I, I think um, I think we we've kind of 
kind of uh, talk about one all the way through. Ryan, you still there? Okay, he might he might have technical difficulties. Well, uh, so so the next one. Right here, could you, you didn't hear me? Oh yeah. Um, no, I didn't hear you. Oh, sorry about that. I was trying to switch phones. I heard we had some static. I was trying to switch phones, but uh, we had to roll different. Okay. All right, cool. Well, yeah, we we had one more though, um, man. Real quick, another question was, um, let me see. We'll go to the one about the hospital, about the hospital situation. Uh, this one also was interesting. As a matter of fact, man, uh, where the the, uh, the 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 white father of, of the, the ladies have a kid, and the white father didn't want any black nurses to help his daughter. Um, are you familiar with that one? And, and you kind of said that you know, everyone thought that this was a discrimination thing, and you kind of tried to make sense of that one as well. Uh, while that was okay, uh, you felt that, I mean, it didn't violate any kind of um, equal law or anything like that uh, for the employees uh, or, or the uh, actual hospital. Um, what, give, give us your, your legal spin on, on that situation. Well, you know, I think um, if, if our culture, I mean, I think it, I think it, I think it, it's patently wrong. Uh, I think on on the, I mean, as in, a, in kind of in the moral sense, I think my my question was, and and it's and it's still not perfectly clear to me that whether um, there is a whether there, there's a right in the in the nurse or the nurses that were affected um, to care for each child, and I think that's. It seems as if um, the, the hospital took the position that it's just patently wrong, and they settled it. Uh, but I just don't know. I don't, and like I said, I'd be interested to see how that one played out um, if it did go, uh, if it actually did go to trial, and there were some challenges to the statute. But, but um, you know, I think you know, it's, I think that was a was a, was a smart move for the hospital to go ahead and settle it because that's just just terrible facts. Uh, I think anybody reading the facts of that case was was would be appalled by it. Right. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things as well where I think when you have a, a child that's that's being born, I mean it's it's a medical issue as well as, you know, an emotional issue and it, you know, if I was if I was on the hospital side, I think um, you know, I'd probably defer to the parent in that case, understanding that, you know, the that, that the parent would probably catch flack or or, you know, I'd I I would have there would have been a way to um, to share that information with the public, uh, and they'd have some sympathy about you know the, the parent being able to have a right to you know to make sure that their kid is in the type of care that they wanted. But the, you know that's a really tough situation uh, to deal with, and I'm, I'm just sad that this keeps happening in Michigan, man. <laughs> What's yeah. wrong with us? Y'all got issues. Well, I think you know we talked about in the group that it, it, it seemed as if the way the only way the hospital could avoid it and the, and the way to do it is simply to, to tell the parent, we're, you know, we're not willing to follow your instructions because we believe it violates the law, uh, but you're more than welcome to 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 take your child somewhere else if that's permissible medically. Um, right. But I think you know, I, you know, I think it's again, this is that that's one of those kind of, um, and it's, well, I wouldn't say it's an issue of first impression. I'm sure it happens all the time. Um, but in you know in this case it, it was brought to light because um, because the parties involved made a complaint which I think is good for all involved. Right. Yeah, and I think the, the you know where it came into is like well how far do you uh, allow it to go? What if the father went to the cafeteria in the hospital and decided you know I don't want any uh, black people to serve me food? You know, um, it, it's just it gets to that point and then what happens when the next person comes in and asks for the same thing? So those are some of the questions that we you know we all kind of had, and just how can this be allowed to happen? And then where do you stop it? Uh, what about the the black employees' right to work and, and practice their profession that's now being taken from them? So all these kind of questions uh, that and, you know, and like you said, I saw that it did settle. So obviously they realized it was something that wasn't necessarily the best practice, uh, but it's just you know it's always uh, I was going to say a surprise, but I guess it's really not that shocking. <laughs> Uh, sadly, that, that even nowadays we still deal with this kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, man, that was it. So, all right, so so man, definitely appreciate you, man, for another uh, pro bono segment. I uh, want you give out your well, never mind. Um, do you get? Um, <laughs> 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 I'm, 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 
I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Ryan. Your, your radio shack phone is breaking up. I can't hear you. <laughs> you know, Ryan is on the on the two way radio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's just gonna have to say over, over. Pull the string on that cam, man. Whatever you're talking about. <laughs> so, hey, man, give, give out your information, man. How can we how can we hear from you more? Man, you can you can you know where you can check me. You know where you can find me, man. I told you I told you I'm not to be clowning you about my blog. I, I told you, <laughs> dustyblog.com. <laughs> yeah, it'll be back. We can we coming back in 2014. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, man, we appreciate it. Uh, as always, uh, Mr. Mr. Lawyer Lawyer Talk himself has been a pleasure. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Look, look, man. People, man, understands this. But for our listening, uh, for our listeners, people have to understand how we roll. See, the way that Ryan and I look at this is that all we're trying to do is help you, man. You know, it's like it's a little positive peer pressure. Positive peer pressure. That's all that is. So anyway, that a the the Rip Van Legal blog was off the chain while I was rolling. So, I mean, so uh, those, we, two we, posts, those two posts showed so much promise. <laughs> right, they really did. <laughs> they really did. And, uh, I mean, he was quoting Biggie. He was trying to, you know, get Michael Eric Dyson on with the whole Right, hip-hop. right. And, and then, then he, he really quoted looking good for a minute. Yeah, then he quoted Biggie. Then he quoted Biggie. And anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we love we love Van Johnson, man. That's that's a good brother. We appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, everybody, let's keep it moving because we got uh, for our uh, on-deck segment, man. We have a special uh, gentleman, another member of our R&B group, a fellow Hamptonian. This guy is uh, calling in. Well, I don't know if he's actually in North Carolina. I know that's where he lives. He might still be over in. Well, I'll let him talk about that, too, when he gets on the air. But uh, this guy is the uh, CEO of Keep the Change in the Productions of Entertainment. We're going to ask him. Reggie Adams, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Hey, hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, hey, we're we're doing great, man. How are you? Hey, I'm I'm doing fine, man. Just trying to refocus on the business side of things now. Right. But well, before well, I even start, I want to say thanks to Re Ryan because uh, I was getting ready to say, man, you decided to do like my company and keep the change, but. I got your book, and I appreciate it. Oh, okay. Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate you ordering it. So many people said they were going to. Still waiting for the whole thing coming through. But I appreciate you, Reggie Bryant, too. Both of you, I got your books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, uh, we definitely we definitely have to support you. And, uh, and Reggie, uh, I think congratulations are in order for, for – I, I, I don't know. Is this uh, is this public knowledge? Let me it's make public. sure. It's I know public. I thought – Okay, I saw it all over Facebook. So, so congratulations on your uh, on your your engagement, man. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, honestly, she put the collage together. I didn't even know she did it until people were saying congrats, and I was like, "Wait a minute, the movie's in a couple of weeks." And they were like, "No, the engagement." I'm like, "What?" And I turned around and looked at my girl, and she was like, "Sorry, Neil Moore." <laughs> well, uh, well, well, you know, I I I I was gonna make a joke, but you know, I'm gonna leave it alone. But <laughs> congratulations, man! I got that scared. is awesome. I got that is awesome. I thought he was gonna say she said no or something. I got scared when he started telling the story. Right, exactly. I no, but I, I did see the picture, so that's that's really good, man. So so we wish you the best. Yeah, we're, we're um, definitely in love. Make sure you uh you give me the invitation out in. Uh, out in Puerto Rico, because I, I would like to make it down there. That would be awesome. But anyway, let's talk about this movie, man. It's, it's, it's funny because um, the way that I found out about the movie is Reggie made some little side comment in our group, and I was like, movie? What do you mean movie? And I guess, you know, he, he must have posted uh, movie clips uh, over the weekend, and I typically am not in the group on the weekends. So, uh, so this is really exciting, man. Tell us about the the film. Tell us, you know, w- what inspired you to to create it, and um, and just kind of give us a, a quick synopsis of what it's about. All right. Well, I'm doing it in reverse order. What the movie learned lesson is actually about is everyone that went to school should relate to it, or everyone that had a kid should relate to it, because when you went to school, we all went to Hampton. 
you had your jocks, your 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 jerks, your nerds, your eye candy, your not so eye candy, what's whatsoever. We all had different characters. So what I decided to do was take one of the actual characters and place him when he was young and see how growing up in a certain environment kind of created who the person he is when he comes into college. So, like, the first – I know I've put a couple of trailers out, but the actual first trailer kind of shows um, in the very beginning what happens to the kid when he actually looks into um, his mom's room when the husband isn't actually there. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of different elements to it, but the biggest thing, if the son growing up repeats the same thing as his father – He's not learning his lesson. So it's it's kind of drama-laced in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But in the, in the uh, once, once it gets into the college scene, which is the second trailer, if you don't laugh, you're a robot. Well, I did I did uh watch both trailers and it actually looks really funny. So it so so you talked about the um about the plot of it. So what inspired you to write it because you I know you weren't in in school for film. Uh when did you when did you start uh getting into filmmaking and and you know how did this movie come about? Honestly, I used to always write, but I never follow through with it. I only wrote like a couple of pages of here and there. But um, I actually asked a few people, you know, what they do because they already were established in their writing. I was like, you know, what do you do? Uh, how, how did you start? And I would tell you, one person actually on this phone right now told me something else. I was like, man, whatever. But he was true. Ryan told me, just write, man. It was a couple of years ago. I don't even know if he remembers, <laughs> but all he said was just right. And honestly, um, this uh, this actual idea came about almost man about six years ago when I was living in Baltimore, and um, it just developed into like a small idea. Then it started, you know, gaining a little bit more force the more experiences that I you know went through or whatever, and. Uh, so far, it seems pretty good. Um, been getting some good reviews so far, so hopefully uh, it will pick up even more when I try to pitch this. Great. It sounds like you're saying that, according to your story, that I should be either getting screenplay credits or getting producer credits, one or the other. <laughs> Look, I, after after he said that, I was I like winced, like, oh, Reggie, he's about to hit you for your paper. Watch out, watch out, he's gonna be in your pockets. <laughs> no, nah, seriously though, I, I definitely appreciate that, and I'm humbled by that that you would uh, that anything I said would be able to help inspire you for this project. I know it's something that uh, you've been working on for a long time. I know uh, when you started even putting out the uh, the, the request for people to audition for the movie, and. Uh, you know, so I know you've been working on it for a long time and trying to get it together. And I know when you uh, promoted the trailer, when it was done, it was like, wow, where's the movie is done? You know, because you kind of went underground for a minute. I guess when you really put it together and uh, just to see uh, your, your dream fulfilled and just know this is the first step uh, to what you're trying to do is just definitely um, exciting for you. So what are you uh, looking to do now that you have the film? What are you uh, looking so how, how are we looking as far as distribution-wise, and, and when can people start to check for this thing and really help you out and come see it? Well, what we're actually doing now is um, putting the final touches on it. We're going to have our very first premiere on uh, March 16th here in Raleigh. Um, and after I hit Raleigh, we're going to go to Atlanta, uh, Maryland. I'm not sure if it's going to be Baltimore, D.C. yet and then possibly New York before I go out west. And depending on the time frame and the buzz, if there, you know, is a buzz, um, I'm going to be looking into getting an agent to try to pitch this to a couple of different production companies, which I'm going to try to meet up with uh, as well. So um, as far as the distribution, I'm looking more for, like, um, the big screen versus like DVDs right now. So um, that's what I'm looking in because I actually <clears throat> have a couple, you know, 
different ideas already set um, all the way through the end of 2014 that I'm going to be working on. So this is the first step. Okay. Okay, that's You're great. Tall, and, You're tall, You're tall, <laughs> you know, one day you should you should call in and actually uh, do that voice, and and we'd probably think that 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 really was our, our resident the resident love doctor. Um, but uh, now you made me forget my question. I I didn't hear you say Detroit. Was, was I was did I miss the Detroit um, the Detroit showing? Well, Detroit it'll probably be more um, like after I come back from L.A which will probably be like in June and depending on how that goes will determine if I'm, you know, gonna show it in other cities or um if they're gonna try to pick it up. But if not, Detroit is, you know, since that's my home, I'm definitely gonna show it there as well. I got but, you. Uh, now now yeah, you talked about having uh thinking about getting an agent, um, depending on how well the how well the uh the screenplay and the showings go. Uh w- tell us about your team. I mean, are you doing this all by yourself or, or do you have other people that are working with you to, to not just make the film but to uh promote it and to and to set up these, these different showings? Primarily, um, it started with me wearing a lot of different hats, but um through not only R&B, but just through word of mouth, I'm mean, getting some help. Um, and I want to give Ashley a shout-out to Sunshine. I won't tell her her government name, but she actually put me in contact with uh, one of her friends who was my assistant director on the project. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex Johnson, who some people call Dr. Yorn, but... <laughs> He actually helped develop my website um, with keepthechangeentertainment.com. And if you go check it out, and if you if you have a business, definitely give him a call or email or something because he's really good at what he does as far as developing web pages. Awesome. That's really good. So I I'm I'm actually I just went to your website right now so so that that's great. So uh so tell us Reggie, I know that there's some time between now and um and the actual showings of the of the screenings of the movie. What can what can listeners uh, or even Ryan and Brian show group members do to help support the effort between now and then? Well, it's kind of like um what I tell some other folks as well, like if you watch the clip, I'm not going to force it down your throat. If you like it, share it. And like I said, you either go on my website or it's already, I could post it um, on the R&B page again as well. But Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I just, you know, if you like it, you know, just, you know, share it because eventually I will come to a city near you. I just hope that I can have a lot of people to help out in the process. Brian, um, yep. I, I was wondering, did you get the email for our cameo in the movie? Because I, I must have missed it. I know if you checked the emails and you deleted it before I got to see it. <laughs> no, nah, you know what? I, 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 sure, I sure didn't. Six I sure didn't. But, you know, I, I probably didn't get it because I'm not an actor-type guy, and, and Reggie knows that because we go way back. You know, I'm more of a behind-the-scenes guy. Now, you, on the other hand, I, I might take offense, man, if, if I was <laughs> you and I didn't get I didn't get a call cause, uh, because I know you have other aspirations to do all types of things. Hey, Ryan. Hey, hey Ryan. Chuck Sparrow. Chuck Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Recess 2011 all over again. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> You know, you're, you're you're kind of scary with your alter ego, Reg. I'm right. Like, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just tell you that, man. Well, well, I, I have so many different alter. Uh, I I know you got Uncle what? Ruckus. You have uh, have the the Love Doc, and who else do you have? Well, oh, oh. <laughs> now I leave that to Peter. But, uh, <laughs> well, let me ask you, Al Bundy. Reg, are you Bundy. in your movie? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah, in the um, in the second um party skit uh trailer. And it's actually pretty interesting. I'll uh, put that on the page as soon as we uh 
get off. Well, no pun intended when you watch it. <laughs> but, right, <laughs> right. Well, great. So, so Reggie, go ahead and give us your information. I, I know you – can you give the website out uh, one more time? I don't know if you have a Facebook page, Twitter page, or anything like that. All right. For anyone that's trying to um, see more of the things that I'm going to be doing in the future as well, you can go to keepthechange.com, and that's going to be for Twitter. And if you want to go on my actual website, it's keepthechangeentertainment.com. It's all one long, big phrase. But either way, it's keepthechangeentertainment.com, and hopefully, like I said, together we'll be able to work something out. And you never know. Um, I may have some people. I actually actually talked to you about this uh, Brian earlier that I was going to work on something with you and Ryan about a certain thing, but that's honestly pushed back to about 2015. Okay. Well, hey, if I'm still living, man, hit me up, and uh, and I would I'd love to collaborate. You know that. And if I'm not living, I'm not hit even... me up. I'm trying to be that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Now I remember talking to you about that. But, uh, okay, well, we'll definitely have to wrap. But thank you so much, man. We definitely appreciate it. Much success, and uh, and make sure that you do come out to Detroit, or, or I'll have to take a trip out to to North Carolina to check it out. But but thank you so much, man. Oh, I appreciate it. And uh, the next trailer is on the page too for anybody who wants to check it out. My name is DJ in the in the uh, film. Good stuff. Congrats Great. again on the engagement, man. Good stuff. I appreciate it. Hey, Raj, hey, man, Canada Boo wants me to leave. All right, Canada, I guess uh, he got to go. <laughs> nah, y'all have to go, man. Y'all going to get the job. Man. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing about that is I think they actually were roommates, either freshman you know, or sophomore year or something they, like they that. They were roommates, and, and I think that's how he, how he – uh, I think they're roommates for one year, and Red stalked them for like five. <laughs> you got it. You got it down. Yeah. So, so anyway, that's anyway. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, that surprises me every time. I tell you what, man, it's time for our Ask R and B segment, and we had something we want to do at the end. Well, uh, towards the end of the segment, we had some some words of knowledge we wanted to uh, share with our listeners that our, our group members have. Uh, imbued upon us so today so we want to share some of those things just kind of break some of those uh misquotables down uh but before we get into that man one of the hot topics uh last week in the group uh was the question that came up uh, someone asked what do you think about the idea of uh, when people get married having a marriage license that was that had to be renewed say every two to four years mm-hmm. uh the question was you know uh, did you see the benefit in that? Um, and also kind of the angle uh person took was kind of saying that it would, uh, since half the marriages fail anyway, it would save so much money on divorces. And um, it would also, uh, that, that way, you know, both spouses had to agree to renew the license in order to keep the marriage going. Uh, and we, we definitely had, I know you, you kind of had, you said it was. You thought it was a good idea on certain aspects, and I definitely was kind of uh, totally against the idea. <laughs> but we kind of want to, uh, you know, just discuss this for a minute or two and kind of let us know what, what were you thinking. Well, I, I, for me, I felt that it was a bad idea. I felt like that, um, you know, and I can say this being a, um, a divorcee myself, still feeling, however, that uh, marriage is intended to be forever and that um, – it shouldn't be something easy to get out of. I don't think that it's something that you should go in too lightly, uh, thinking that you can go in and try it out for two years and see if it's going to work. Uh, I don't think that it's something that uh, I think that if you want to do it, uh, even if it's, uh, you know ends up not being uh, the, the best situation uh, for you or your spouse, that is something that you know you should have to go through something to get out of it. It shouldn't be easy. Uh, that, that's what dating is, you know. Um, but that was kind of my perspective uh, at, at a glance. But what was... Why why did you think that this is possibly a good thing and uh, maybe something that could be explored? Well, initially I, I was looking at it through, through my Balkan lens, so I wasn't thinking about the relationship necessarily. I was thinking about, um, you know, from a a fiscal standpoint in terms of uh, in terms of people not having to uh, pay so much for something that was that wasn't going to work anyway. And and the reason 
one of the reasons that I thought that is because, you know, you said that, that marriage should be something that you have to do a lot to get out of and people shouldn't just look at it as something that they're trying out. I, I'd argue that I think that's how pe- a lot of people look at it anyway. You know, people get into marriages for a lot of bad reasons a lot of times, and there's there is often um, you know some some additional strife that that takes place um, that that may not have to take place if it's if it's just a bad fit. And uh, and, and then the other piece, I, I mean, but then like I, I pretty quickly looked at the other side, just kind of from a fiscal standpoint, and said, hey, you know, the the uh, the government makes money off of people getting divorces so you know it 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 could actually hurt the uh the government revenue as opposed to helping um you know just helping the um helping the individuals but that that was basically kind of my my spin on it and why I was able to, to say hey you know it might not be such a bad idea yeah i'm not sure how much money the government actually makes on divorces uh, but I would imagine that um, if it were that easy to go and get married over and over again and get out of marriages, the government would probably make a whole lot more money on the spouse hopping that would happen that I could see happening. Uh, that if you knew, hey, uh, I can be married for two years if I don't sign the document. It doesn't matter if my spouse wants to stay married or not. If I don't sign the renewal, it's a divorce. You know, I just right. see that as kind of a. I think that um, not being able to just walk away uh, at, at the end of your term makes you at least um, have to try to make it work and try all alternatives first before you, you know, kind of call it quits and go through it. I mean, like I say, I've been through it. It, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. It was really the worst time of my life. However, Mm -hmm. I still value the institution of marriage and uh, definitely am, am working to get there again. You know, right. But, uh, well, and one thing that one thing that that I, that I might say, uh, not really to counter that, but just to add to it, is, is I is I think the type of person that you are, if you had the, I mean, you you'd probably go into a marriage with that mindset anyway. You know, it, I mean, I think that that certain people, especially given kind of the the uh, marital traditions that Americans used to have, <laughs> you know, that's changed pretty quickly. But, you know, people were in situations where their parents were married for a very long periods of time. So, you know, and one thing that I know from having, you know, friends and family who have got married, there's there's also kind of this feeling of failure if you don't make it work. So, you know, I don't I don't know if uh, if the whole four-year contract thing would alleviate that feeling of failure and, and you know, keep some marriages together or um, – I mean, alleviate that feeling of failure and cause more marriages to split up, or if it would if it would be maintained despite uh, you know that change. But you know, that was one of those situations where in this in this society, I think that polygamy might happen uh, might be legalized before um, uh, marriages that have to be renewed every four years would be <laughs> would be instituted. <laughs> And believe me, it would probably be a better idea, but that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> well, we definitely know. Uh, <laughs> we know your thoughts on polygamy and right, um, yep. and, and the, the positive benefits of that. I think we talked about that probably about a year or so ago, maybe more right, than a year. Right, yeah. We had to bring that up again and discuss uh, the Johnson theory on polygamy and uh, get you a couple of wives. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, I'm Johnson, Brian Romney Johnson is my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's funny, man. I tell you what, let, let's, uh, what we want to do at the end of the show, we kind of want to, uh, today, you know, we had a thread that kind of jumped off um, out of nowhere because we had, actually it didn't jump off out of nowhere, uh, our resident, <laughs> our resident love doctor, he, he dropped one of those, you know, great Boykin quotes on us today, and actually it was yesterday, and it just sparked so much more wisdom. And I think that's the, the, the sign of a great leader, <laughs> is someone who can duplicate themselves, someone who uh, can can do something and have others follow and make them better. And the wisdom that he, uh, you know, sparked kind of helped all of us get our juices boiling and say, you know what, maybe we're all looking at this life thing a little wrong. And uh, from that, uh, you know, his quote, he he gave us some information. He was like, you know, nothing is is shade for nothing is new under the sun. He said, nothing is shade, for nothing is new under the sun. So as we all try to figure out what the heck that meant, 
we what does that even up, mean? <laughs> yeah, what does that even mean? <laughs> but uh, in our own wisdom and uh, finite knowledge, some of the members of R&B came up with some quotes as well that we think can really help uh, people make it through this thing called life. And um, I'm just going to share some of those. You know, these are some of the things that uh, you just picked some of them at random uh, as fast as we could before the show started. <laughs> But uh, Brian, why we'll just go down the list and kind of, you know, talk. To, you pick a quote and tell us how that and why that one just touched you in a way that. It did. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna I'm let I'm gonna let you know. I, I actually I I know that you pulled some. I actually pulled some too. So okay. So we'll 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 go uh, we'll continue to go through. So the first one here <laughs> was um, don't let the devil steal your joy. Get ADT. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know if you know if you have all your your people who said it. I know Sheree Payne said I that. Do. We'll that give was Sheree, credit. That was Sheree yeah. Payne. Give credit for the, the wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let the devil steal your joy. Get ADT. And the and the reason why that really um, resonated with me is is I was taught a long time ago that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So if you don't want the devil stealing your joy, the best thing to do is to take the steps to prevent it. And what other way than to get ADT to make sure that doesn't happen? So anyway, that's that was the first one that I pulled uh, from Sheree Payne. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Get ADT. <laughs> that's funny. That's so funny. You know what? Um, speaking of Sheree, another one that she said that really cracked me up, um, she, she she was on it today. You know, she's only four foot two, so I mean, it's amazing how much wisdom is packed into that little body. Um, <laughs> but Sheree <laughs> also gave us some wisdom. She said, "Never burn bridges, because that's arson." <laughs> Who would never burn bridges? Because that's arson. I mean, it's so it's so profound that it's it's. Wow, you know, really, and and that one really touched me because it's like you know, if it, you get a lot, you get a lot more trouble for for burning something down yourself than if it were an accident or something. And no one wants to be the fire starter. So right, that Sheree was on it with that one. Definitely, definitely. So the the next one is actually from from my cousin Darren Johnson, who who was actually on it too. I I did remark that I think that he should have got the title for these because there was just so much wisdom coming um, out out of out of his uh, five foot whatever uh, body as well. So anyway, uh, this one is uh, iron sharpens iron, but I need steam to get the wrinkles out of my shirt. That was so profound to me. And reason being that, it you know you think about like that iron by itself can sharpen iron, which is so much harder than a shirt, but it needs help to get wrinkles out. So, <laughs> it, it was I mean there was just so much wisdom packed in that that you know I, I was really amazed when when I read it. It was yeah you know it's it, here's one Wade Carver, my man fifty grand. He said and I, what I love about Wade is that you know he he. Give it to you straight, no chaser. He said, when I tell you what I tell you, you will know what I told you. Brian. <laughs> he said, when I tell you what I tell you, you will know what I told you. How many times has someone told you something and you didn't know what they told you? I mean, the, if I told you something and you didn't know I told you, would you know I told you because I told you, or because you didn't know I told you, would you know that I told you so I didn't tell you? I, 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 it depends on what you told me, I think. <laughs> and whether I was telling you something while you were telling me something, because, you know, you, it's impossible to talk and listen at the same time. That's what I was telling them. So. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. Go, 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 this go. is a good one. Another one that that is, is is so wise in its simplicity. This is from Tracy Burton Anderson. She said, "Knowing <gasps> is half it's half the battle. The other half is not knowing." Mm-hmm. There, there's something. Mm-hmm. In, it's the it's the symmetry. It's the symmetry of that. <sighs> that yes, you know what's on one side is the same as what's on another side. And if you really think about the way that kind of the universe is set up, you, you know, there, there's a, a, a beauty in symmetry, and, I, and that's why I, I really enjoyed that quote. Felt like, you know, there was a lot of wisdom packed in those, that handful of words. Yeah, I was actually going to use that one next, so uh, I'm, I guess we were twinning on that one. Right. Our girl, LaDonna Armour, 
She went to Duke, so you know she's smart. She said, <clears throat> if you love someone, set them free. If they come back to you, they probably got lots of tail when they were gone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear what I'm telling you? <laughs> the funny I mean, thing about that is, is I read it different. I, I thought that they like had been eating a lot of cornbread and like grew one. That's what I was thinking. You know, once they left, they went and and, and hit and hit the cornbread and, and the um and the squats and uh, and grew some tail. But, oh, but they got now a, that you a new backyard. It, I, right, exactly. Now that you now that you read it, I, I get it. So speaking of you. You had a couple good ones here too, so this this is a good one. Ryan C. Green, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Lemonade, but what if life doesn't give you a glass to drink it? Now the way that I read that, I, I thought I thought I wasn't thinking glass. I was just thinking container. You know, if you don't even have a container to mix it in, then mm. the, your water just goes down the drain. So you know, uh, just just. There's a lot of wisdom in there. I mean, that you have to have all the components. It takes a lot of components to make lemonade. So why do we try to make it so simple? Right. It's not that simple. Right. Because you got to have – life has to give you lemons and all the rest of the stuff, too, to make lemonade. Right. I'm glad. I knew you would get that. I knew you would get it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So i tell you what. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and take this time, and uh, I'm going to quote one more myself. Um, no, I'm, I'm going no, to go to, to Cicely Philpott. Cicely said – and you know it had to be something about church. <clears throat> Cicely said, <laughs> train your child up in the way he should go, but make sure he's not facing the same direction at the jail or the strip club, or else when he's old, he will disappoint the hell out of you. <laughs> Look, you, you, you got to point him in the right direction. You got to point him in the right direction, man. And it's just we, we, we hear that, that, that scripture. We, we know what we want to do. But we got to make sure we we take that that precaution and do it the right way. That that was so deep to me. Right, right. Now, now this one this one is another one from from Darren. And what I liked about it is it really needs no explanation. <laughs> it's so on point it needs no explanation. So Darren D. Johnson says two wrongs don't make a right, but Red Bull will give me wings. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say nothing. I'm gonna just go to the next one. I'm gonna just go. I'm trying to pull out some people who uh, I'll make sure we get everybody, <clears throat> different people in here. Rochelle Raheem, she said, "What doesn't kill you makes you get up and say, I wish a ninja would try that ish one more time.'" <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was funny to me. Because that was one of the better uh, threads that we've had. 
Well, you know, I, I thought you were going to read one more. I do want to close with, with my last one, and then we can okay. close out the show because I, I kind of like this one. A lot of people like this one, too. This was from me. Um, you know, <laughs> go figure. <laughs> well, you read one of yours, so I figured I would go ahead and let me read mine. Man cannot live on bread alone. Unless it's those rolls from Golden Corral with that honey butter spread, man, those chumpies are delicious. <laughs> I could live on those all by myself, all by themselves. Them, them, them rolls from honey, uh, Golden Corral, yeah, I can do that. So yeah, yeah so that was uh, those were some some quotes, some some words to live by or not live by. But uh, we were just on on our um, Confucius today, and I uh, thought that was uh, <laughs> thought that would help some people out there. So uh, Brian, it is ten o'clock, man. You know what to do. All right. Hey, get at us at www.rybrideshow.com. We're also on Twitter at twitter.com slash show. Facebook, facebook.com slash show, And you can also hit up our blog at com. Thanks so much for your support, and we'll see you next hump day. Peace. Talk right now, got a hard move well, but it's all right now. Gotta huff and buff and blow the walls right now. Don't aim for the plot, aim for the stars. Neptune, Saturn, Uranus, and Mars. So even if you fall, you can land in the cloud. Better aim for the mansion and land in the house. Sky ain't the limit no more. Look past that, see the finish line, and then laugh that. Be the man where you used to get laughed at. God on it, who are they to say you can't have?